I was noticing a thing. Uh, the most music directors for shows are kind of terrible. Every once in a while, there's the exception that proves the rule. But you know, I'm talking about television shows now. You know, whether they be like you know your cable shows, your network shows. I thought you were just throwing just everyone under the bus, but thank you for narrowing it down <laughs> a little bit. There's no throwing under the bus. They're just they have terrible taste. They 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 just have very um, not interesting taste in music. So they had like this. Whenever you listen to music and you hear this like cloying, just atrocious quote-unquote ballad type stuff and you're like mm. wow who's Ballads. listening to this let's well. put this in context what i guess sh- music what, what, directors what show and artist would we be yeah what did you see to? recently almost all of them honestly like i mean i and to be clear i don't watch have no. you ever seen letterman bro <laughs> i don't watch anton vig is a very tasteful drummer to be clear i don't watch much television but don't worry i have an opinion on it Can't stop the signal, can't stop the noise. <laughs> but they just go for these really banal choices of like like the kind of things that for for, for jerks like myself, when I'm walking around Dude. and it's you know, playing at the at the at uh, you know, I don't know, Mervin's what's this is Mervin still around? I don't know. Mervin's is not still around. <laughs> okay, okay. Mervin's shut down like four years ago, maybe. Four okay. years ago, that's it. I thought it was in the nineties. Well, probably a lot of them closed down in the 90s. There was one in SF, and it closed down like four years ago. Uh, Good old Mervins. Well, say you're Wasn't a, shopping no, for some slacks, first per se. Yeah, or blouses. If that's you know, or blouses. Let's not be sexist. And you hear just an incredibly banal song come yeah, on, cool. and you think to yourself, and because I, I think there's a lot of like, who's who's getting enjoyment out of this? Like, what what is this this problem? Like, who is this for? Some people like the spin doctors, bro. Spin do- 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 I mean, these are bands that make the Spin Doctors look like Fugazi. Let's be clear about that. Like, th- these are bands that just... Did you just fucking compare the Spin Doctors to Fugazi? I, I, <laughs> I said they're basically exactly alike, yes. No, I mean, you lose these... the Fugazi bet in this episode. <laughs> oh, Fugazi. This dog, this dog outside is losing the... Uh, yeah, sounding like it's not being murdered dog, right dude. now. <laughs> Barking about... And you know what's really annoying is, like... The neighbor from one side of my house, like, like I'll often wake up to her saying to the neighbor on the other side's dog, like, like the dog's name, like Zoe, Zoe, oh, Zoe the Wonder Dog, Zoe, like just like over and over, like literally in the morning. I always found that the neighbor from Family Matters was very annoying. <laughs> Stefan Urkel. Yes, sounds like a handsome cousin of somebody that I used to know. Actually, other than their dogs, my neighbors are pretty great. Anyway. Anyway, yeah. Where were we? Here comes some survival knife. Oh, hey, this guy's rock.
sticker connoisseur. I found an anti-sticker record. Yeah. As a sticker connoisseur. Is that traces of me? As a parent whose primary means of income I've was the production of stickers, I <laughs> found myself conflicted <laughs> you about can't Black just, Flag damage. You can't just believe somebody when they say, say they, oh, I've got this sticker. Like, oh, dude, I've got the original you know, sticker that came on you know, this pressing of this. Oh, I've got a sticker. You know, no. You, you believe it when you see it, <laughs> and they have the sticker in hand. And you've got that sticker... You know when to look. But a lot of people have said they've had a lot of stickers over the years, but I've rarely seen them. Yeah. <laughs> so that was a survival knife with uh, traces of me. Thanks for the uh, signature segue there, Mouse. That's how I do it. <laughs> this is how you do it. It's a uh, good little seven inch on the uh, the sub pop. That is actually a really good seven inch. Both songs are fucking super jams. Fucking super jams, bro. I think I this is the first uh, first release, correct, of Survival Night? Yeah, and so. March or something? I saw them at uh, a show, I, which I talked about in an earlier show. Uh, July. It came out in July this year. Something like that, yeah. Something along those lines. I just realized that uh, I forgot to install Skype on oh, your new iPad. Oh, man. You don't have Skype cool. on your iPad? It's a technological log yeah. jam. You've been going through a lot of first signal. world problems this last <laughs> week, man. You've had to like sure relinquish have. your laptop. No yeah, one, no yeah. one likes to re- relinquish a laptop. No, I, I wouldn't like to. Well, actually, I don't have a laptop anymore. Never mind. Fuck it, you can have my laptops. They're broken. Yeah. So, uh, getting back to the thing I was talking about earlier, most music directors are fucking terrible, or just oh, have, right? at least have terrible taste in music. Now, there are exceptions. There, there's the you know. So, yeah, we were talking a little uh, off camera about this. So, so. <laughs> off what's, what's your exception? I, I, what's I your exception? That you're, you're, there's no cameras. No, there's no cameras. Cameras off in my. your mind, bro. What's your exception there, Conan? Who who actually is a good musical director for you? Oh, it was uh, uh, Ion CBS has a good <laughs> musical director. You said uh, NBC. I found has got some great witty like. the more you know thing. Oh, I love that song. It's <laughs> my jam. Are we, <laughs> so we, are we talking about licensed music? Correct, or are we talking? Yeah, about music placement. Be like, okay, you know what's you the know perfect what's... the perfect scene for this song? I'm gonna give an example of what I think is good music placement. In House MD, there was a spoon song that was not like used egregiously it was kind of like oh that was an interesting choice and that was an interesting choice for the this modeling end of an episode where a character crashes a totally. car into a house i've actually often okay. thought about that like in in the sense of like i've seen you know like i've been watching it you know like whatever fucking like say it's ion television or say it's fucking cbs <laughs> like you're watching a um, why would you say ion television i don't know because <laughs> you brought it up earlier that they're like, awful oh, yeah, I know exactly what you're fucking talking. so bad so anyway like of, like some of their the program whatever you know like like, imagine being that band that's like, oh, dude, our song's going to be on the new fucking, like, Criminal Minds. Or, you know, like, it's like, the, oh, right. the gets, record gets producers all friends, are all going to be like, listening to Criminal Minds or, to sign you know, like, the hot shit. You know, like, yeah, like yeah. get their friends together to watch the, the fucking show. You're like, hey, no, like, my parents are going to be watching that. Man, it's gonna be, they're just going to be looking at, you know, they're trying to be like, what? But, talking, uh, talking to each other about what happened in the show that neither of them really understand. During that song, like <laughs> that's, totally that's, like, that's what's going to go on during. Exactly. That song. It's just, Speaking yeah, it's of, uh, I, I want some good examples older said, because I can't think of anybody who has good musical programming. In, oh, it's so rare. Like, like it's it's so. You, you said, thought, well, there's some rare now. Weeds was good. They, they uh, used, uh, no, they no. used no. The thermals. Here's, yeah, here's I'm not. Sure. I'm not familiar with the weeds. No. No, that's some good visual radio. Again, thanks, buddy. That's what I'm here for. Oh man. I didn't have the soundboard ready. Damn it. Oh, yeah, you have the soundboard. <laughs> you know, Cameron Crowe got it right in a lot of his stuff. Uh, yeah, but the thermals, they were in uh, weeds. 
Your oh, kid's okay. not in the band. Your kid sucks. Okay, calm down. I think they didn't have any. Did they have kids? Hey, kids hey. bands? And, uh, phone it's phone, not phone a kid show. Phone okay. lines open. Do they have for kids you, bands and weeds? Yeah, they, I mean, there's, there's kids, but they're more kids, into like murder. Were there kids and kids? <laughs> oh, like the kids, kids. Like the the the, the movie mm-hmm. kids. Yeah, kids. Oh, those kids were into sex and AIDS. Never mind. They were really into AIDS. <laughs> yeah, you hit that right on the head. It was a movie about AIDS enthusiasts. Really, I'm glad it well, got. I think I'm you should review. I'm glad it got through to you. I think you should review movies you only passively paid attention to. You should, that should be. You that should, should be do a movie feature. reviews of movies you Dang, haven't seen. Dang, Django's like somebody reviews. insisted to me once that they didn't need to see Deliverance because they knew what happened in it. And I'm like, well, that's okay. No, that's like, that's yeah. cool. So you saw like an episode of Family Guy that implied to like, you like what the plot dude, of Deliverance was, and you felt dude. you didn't need to see it as a film. They like, still have like the uh, you, if you go to the movies now and like they have that like five minute fucking trailer like they do sometimes where you really do see actually basically see some of these right. shitty ass movies because there's like they're just shitty movies like, in a world here, yeah, without like, script ideas. Then this happens and then there's this guy and then with a lack of inspiration and then this guy and then this happens and then this yeah. like you're basically seeing like they take you through like a scene from like every, like fifteen minutes every fifteen minutes of the fucking movie. But like, he meets a, scene, a woman scene, with boobs. Okay, cool, great. And a crazy character. I don't need to see this because it's gonna suck. His best friend is wacky, fall. but maybe a little devious. Man, you know what? Fuck movies. So yeah, I guess. Uh, just well, kidding. but but it's yeah. I it's like just, movies. I think for me, I, I am not a television in the background kind of person. Um, there are some people that are, and they claim, "Oh, I don't watch TV." It's like your TV's on constantly. Oh, but I'm not watching uh, it. Oh, but yeah, but you know all of these ads, and you know all of these. I'm having background sex, but I'm watching the show. Background sex. Is background sex a band? I don't know. Ooh, would you see background sex? Man, it would depend on the bill. Yeah, yeah dude. I, I, I could go either background direction. Sex. I'm not going to say that that's a winner for sure. I picture them as a two-piece, real, real synth poppy. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Definitely. Maybe, huh. some, maybe some onesies of some sort. Yeah, totally. But there are a good amount. Male or female, they both will wear dresses. So it, it, it actually eventually came to me. And as I, was, as I was walking up to the You Can't Stop the Signal Studios Ooh. elevator. Mm. You were greeted by our, mm. our diligent mm. security staff. Yeah, the door. Yeah. Sent me a text. Let me in. Yeah, diligent cool, security staff. I'll be right down. Uh, that all of these bands are just the, ugh, this band. Like, what? Are, how do they get on this bill? Like, where are they? That's that's the people that they, they they're in they're in these, and they are thinking, yeah. Oh, it's our big break. Oh, man. Was it the chicken? I can't believe egg? we're gonna be in cold case. This Was is gonna be band, like uh, we saw like we saw a band sell out uh, a place amplify. In L.A., what was that band? Just spelled really stupid. Like, like, but yeah, Amplify is spelled not like. I'm sorry, this band is sold out. It's Amplify. It's not good. Fi. It's bored, and then you're bored, and then the bartender's fucking bored. Sounds like Amplify, except there's no bartender. There's no bartender. Um, Ryan Parks. (laughs) Yeah, we saw this band. We saw this band sell out a fucking the venue, and it's like, yeah, that mediocre. Just like, cool, all right, yeah. Like we've said before, they read in a book how to be in a band, and they're like, let's do it. Yeah, exactly. Like they read about it in a book. Totally. Not and to it, and like not to talk shit. Rock and roll for dummies. Not to sound like an asshole, like a pompous, that jaded little nerdy dick. glasses guy has like a guitar. Because really, I'm not a pompous, jaded dick. No, no, you just play one on the radio. Yeah, I just, yeah, totally. Your physical <laughs> actions would totally redeem you, and you work hard for that aspect, but you don't understand that they're not captured <laughs> in our in the broadcast. Everybody sees my faces and knows that I'm joking. <laughs> and you know they're they're you know whatever they're I guess these terrible bands are making money and you know good for them. Everyone, everyone's got to make money, right? It's uh, stage so, advice of our friend. Uh, good, I got to bring in some more dough. You know, dough. <laughs> he wanted that. that I got to bring in some more dough. dough. 
He wanted that big Lebowski money, but uh, that's so good. The way he says dough is. Dough. Dough. I gotta bring in some more dough. dough. <laughs> Brandon Candy from Fugazi. Bring in some more awesome. dough. Yeah. The increasingly self-referential. You can't stop the signal. <laughs> now featuring more soundboards. But they're terrible. Yeah, now featuring. Like, oh, we made it like. How much? Fifteen minutes without without. Referencing, referencing the fact that the soundboard exists. I'm well, very proud of us. You referenced it a lot by with use. You can edit it out. But uh, usage does not imply. You it. I think you actually did not lose imply that reference. Game. You're going to be the one that listens back and listens because you, you're the I, one I, I always lose the game. When you, it comes yeah, you listen. For the neutron, it's always a losing game. Oh, man. It's so true. Sorry, All right. Sorry bud. It's all right. Let's hear another survival knife song. Oh, for yeah, yeah. for no reason in particular, too. you know. Yeah. Just, just because we're it's a rock block. Yeah, <laughs> we're doing it. It's we're a, going forward. The rock with this block. One. We're gonna all play songs and sassy banter. That too. Ship not implied. <laughs> <laughs>
Name that tune. My survival knife. Uh, it was, uh, uh, I know it was Sonoma. Survival knife. Uh, What's, uh, what is it? Hello? Hey, you coming in? Oh, shit. Well, hello. <laughs> Welcome is what I meant to say. Yeah, sorry. Not not hey, shit. Sorry. That was a terrible intro. <laughs> hey. Hey. Who's, who's on the phone? Um, uh, it's Brant right now. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear yeah. us? Yeah, we, we can hear you. Oh, um, excellent. Brad. Yeah. Impeccable hello. timing. So are, if you guys are set, yeah. Um, hi, this is Conan. Hello. 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 I'm okay, Justin. If I stand right here, can you hear me? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. I'll be back. Justin's got a, he'll be back right in a second. So. Cool. cool. Well, welcome to the show, yeah. guys. Hey, what's awesome. up? Well, this is thank Mouse. Thank you. I'm Evan. What's up? I said, this is Mouse, and uh, I'm, I'm Evan. Oh, hi. Hey, Adam. Hello. That's Conan. He's Evan, and Hi, Evan. Uh, I'm Conan, and you are on You Can't Stop the Signal, and I'm glad we're finally getting a chance to do this. This is great. Excellent. I know, right? Yeah, very good. I, I'm going to shut my door because I don't have the strongest um, signal mm, um, okay. in terms of hearing you. I want to make sure I can hear you. Right. Cl- close in all that signal. Because oh, that's it, better. It, it goes in yeah, and out of can doors. You guys, is this uh, going to interfere with you on your end? I no. Just no, 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 no. Sounds great. Sounds great. Yeah, sound, I can hear you fine. Okay, good. So we just played uh, we just played name that tune and we opened the show the the top of the hour with uh, traces of me. Those are uh, two great tunes from uh, you guys. Uh, one half of Survival Knife. Yeah, they're super jams. Oh yeah. yeah that, oh yeah. Clearly, <laughs> oh, yeah. obviously, super 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 jams are implied. <laughs> and that's off of your seven inch that uh, came out on Sub Pop very recently. And I got the chance to see you guys in person at a really hilarious squat situation in central Oakland this summer. Yeah. And uh, that was, that was, that was, an in, that was an interesting scene. I think it was a, you had to go up the street to Eli's or go pee on the bushes if you had to use the bathroom. So go pet a pit bull. But that was, uh, so you guys have been, uh, but that was kind of a bit of an outlier because you did a whole bunch of the, of that tour with uh, Modest Mouse, I think, right? Correct. So that was, what was, how was the dichotomy of those shows between you know playing like your, your bigger rooms to uh, you know, larger crowds and whatnot, and then playing the crazy squats? Uh, well, it was. I mean, since that was the first tour with this band, and also the first tour I'd done in, I guess, eleven years. Oh, wow, it's been it that long. Cool. Wow. All right. Yeah. So uh, I don't know the last time. I guess Damon Brandt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. The thought that I have is, yeah, kind of a weird mix of feelings. Like, for one, that helped us get out on the road. We probably wouldn't have gone on that tour had we not been asked. Sure, yeah. We're invited. And then um, at the same time, it was cool because we that enabled us to get a couple, two or three shows, I guess, on the side that were our, you know, so, quote, our own shows. And it sort of just worked out kind of in a perfect, weird way because we got, we were able to fund the trip and with just the bigger shows and, and then we were able to get those side shows on the way. So I don't know, it just, it just worked out kind of perfect mm-hmm. in a weird way. It kind of get like, world. you get to, yeah, different worlds, you get a little best, yeah. best of both worlds in a weird way, you know, like you get to like 
play some raucous house parties, but then you also play these big venues with you know bigger band. You know, like you get nice sound show. system. Yeah, and, you get uh, to see them, see them both. You know, like get to play with some cool bands, get to see, play with some bad bands. Actually, I'm probably I don't know. With <laughs> Like, <laughs> like I, was, I was thinking like <laughs> I, was, I was gonna ask like like was there like was there more cool bands at the house parties that you played or was there more cool bands you played with at like you know the big venues what was it just you and modest mouse or were there like other like we random just, openers we were just the support band for modest mouse oh, okay and then and then the other shows we played were one of the smell in los angeles oh, yeah, yeah, that's, totally. yeah. Yeah, that's a cool little venue yeah and then that was that I was actually with a, an Olympia uh, guy, Arrington. Um, oh, yeah, Arrington. Uh, yeah, yeah. How do you say his last name? I never can pronounce it. I, I never say it because I always know <laughs> I'm going to mispronounce it, even though I know it's the Dionysio. I just say Arrington. And a couple other bands, I'm afraid I did the names don't roll off my head. But Street. Street. Well, that was the Oakland show. That was the Oakland show. And then, so the San Diego show we played with Chasers fans. Yes, from uh, Jason, a, fr- a friend of ours, uh, that was in physics and uh, oh, right. Physics, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Uh, Jason Woo Woo, as we call him. That's not his last name, but um, that was at Soda Bar, Soda Bar in San Diego. So yeah, it was, it was cool. I mean, it was kind of like going on tour <laughs> and getting right. to see people you. Had- and probably more, a lot of people, like people we saw in San Diego, I haven't seen probably for 15 years or right, more. Right. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. and, and it's really great to see those people again. So yeah, that like, was part of the satisfaction besides just the music making. Yeah, it's opposite ends of the coast to start to get down there. Right, so had you been, Brant, uh, had you been out on tour at all since that last Unwound tour? You were sort of like more of an auxiliary no. dude? No? Same deal? Uh, nope, I just, I've been like living in Olympia, playing little musical things here and there, but not anything very serious. But you live in California, too. Oh, that's right, I did live in California. Where for, in California? For a couple of years. Uh, Los Feliz. Oh, oh wow, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. Nobody lives in yeah. So I, I think, and uh, and and I don't think we actually entered you. Uh, just the other guy fell on the phone. There's uh, Brant and Justin. Justin's the other guy from Survival Knife who was also on the phone with us. If I neglected to mention that, which I probably did. I think we did. Yeah. So it's good that we're clearing that up now. Right. So people know who we're talking to. Right. And also. Pete uh, and uh, Hobo Billy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone <laughs> use that. Uh, Use code names, please. Uh, Oakland. Yeah, we stole, we stole this laptop off a yeah. college student, and now we're just trying to... <laughs> so what's it called? A pod, pod smasher? <laughs> wow. That's awesome. <laughs> the, next, the next step is Pitchfork Media Success, for sure. Yeah, I think you guys got Oh, it. yeah, yeah. Hell That's the goal. We're, <laughs> we're bringing homelessness to masses. <laughs> <laughs> So and and you know yeah, you know it, it's for the exactly the kids indeed. So I think not the system, right? I, I really enjoyed the show and and you played with some great bands at the Oakland show. You played with the Reptilian Shapeshifters, who are two piece. Yeah, and I think they're like really cool. Yeah, they're they're awesome and uh, Street Eaters. And then I, f- I forget the band's name with the cra- the crazy kind of no waveish band with the saxophone and whatnot. But yeah, they, yeah, they were cool. They were good too. Yep. Yeah. And uh, it's... Was a good... sorry, go ahead. I, 
had nothing important to say. Go ahead. Nope, nope. <laughs> Your turn. No, please. See, it's please. always better to talk oh, really? over our guests. Yeah, you, you know what? It never stops yeah. me. I never have anything important to say, and I talk all the time. It's great. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, that was a really cool show, and you guys played, you know, a, a pretty good set. And that's one of the things I was going to ask about. You know, when you're playing these these bigger shows, since you guys are a fairly new band, you only have the one release, like. Do you get to the point where you just run out of songs to play? Where you're like, how was how's the material writing coming? In Agata DeVito. People like really want that encore, but you're like, really, that was all we had. I'm sorry, we don't know any of the songs. Shit. We probably could have played one of the songs in the set and no one would have noticed. <laughs> 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 I, I have done that before and uh, it, it, it works. Well, especially if people in are Europe. drinking, yeah, or something. <laughs> in Europe, yeah. <laughs> They have actually speaking to that. Uh, you guys know the the band Dog Shredder from from Bellingham, Washington. Are you familiar with them at all? I just have heard the name. Great band, very crazy, super angry, intense, like uh, punk prog. All their songs are really fucking long, like really long and good and great. They're really cool. Yeah, they're it's super intense, super tight, great band. But I saw them play the show at Oakland uh, that, and they were literally like seventh band out of seven. In a, uh, on a on a Tuesday night, and I had harassed and called. I don't even like calling people. I called every human being I knew to come to that show, and they're like, "Why are you calling me?" And I was like, "It's Tuesday." It's like, "Well, there's this band you need to see. You should come out." Oh, when are they playing? They're playing last. There's seven bands. Two. How many have played? One. But you really it's should. It's gonna be really out. good. So short story to that is that a bunch of people did actually came out. Like five or six people came out. And every person that came out was like after their first, you know, 30 seconds of their first song was like, wow, I'm so glad I came out. Thank you for, you know, hassling me and do this incredibly. Thank you, Papa Conan. Mundane situation. Well, but, also the people that would come out in that situation. Are the they kind would of the have people been people that, that would be. Yeah. You know, yeah. They were, they were the right, right people. Yeah, yeah. Right. And if it had been like a Friday night, it would have been no question. But I really had to like talk every single person it's into tough, it. It's tough, man. And, and I, you know, I'm the same way. But like yeah. when someone goes to that level of effort, I'm like, okay, all right. But the thing I love is they do a note for note cover of Heart of the Sunrise by Yes. All right. And <laughs> so they played it and it's great. And they played it as their last song. And then this, this one chick that happened to be this incidental chick totally wasted. Most of the other bands have actually already taken off. But this, this, this chick is totally wasted. Just goes, play that one again after the end. And it's like a 13 minute song, right? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> they did not. No, yeah, they no. everyone everyone kind of laughed it off. And they like, should have. No, ma'am. It's conceptually like, great. But Billy no, Joel would have done really. it. Yeah. Billy Joel would have done it. <laughs> like, Probably that guy works for it. <laughs> anyway, so that was that was my long involved story about the yeah yeah playing playing a song over again. But the fact that it was a yes cover was also lost in her. She she just liked the song. So <laughs> that was a thing. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, nothing nice. to do with that. Uh, so, so you guys have played music. I played a song twice in a row once. Yeah, so you've done, yeah. you've actually done that, and that's been a thing where like the audience yeah. didn't really seem to to have wow. any adverse reaction. Did anybody call bullshit? I mean, was that? No, they. they I don't know, as far as I know, nothing. There was no backlash. It was. It was not the he- a headline on Pitchfork the following no. day. <laughs> Dudes at the bar just kept checking the score. This might have been before Pitchfork. <laughs> when did Pitchfork start? When did Pitchfork start? Uh, like, in the 90s. It, it got bigger much, much later. Yeah. They got it right with Spoon, and they've got it wrong with everything ever since. I was just about to say, like, good thing they called Spoon right. 
Was it ever a print magazine? No, they, it was exclusively web. And okay. I, I think they started off 99. It was just a bunch of terribly written reviews and like, you know, it was whatever. Another like, hey, there's like three webzines and this is one of them. Yeah, they were just early to the party. Well, they, haven't changed, they haven't changed their format. <laughs> <laughs> no, no they still are terribly it's, written. It's about the same. Except for they now have. Except for influential now. Yeah, now they yeah. advocate for this really yeah, dangerous. Now people actually read it. Now. Tripe, and yeah, they have all this undue influence over the, over the, the kids and whatnot. So yeah, anyway. they're kind of the whipping. <laughs> so this was Online yeah. There's a, there's a lot of them. Yeah, so this was before the era of like Yelp. Like you couldn't Yelp about, oh, I saw you know this band and they played the same song twice. Can Who you Yelp about bands now? Right, should be able to. <laughs> oh. Back then, it was, it was called getting zined. Right, exactly. No. The era of zines and you know, if, if a zine would come out some months later, it would be months. Like because, sometimes you, you know, have to finish the staples yourself on their typewriter. Right. And go to King Kong, you know, yep. you know, it could be months later, and and then you would it would show up in the in the inbox uh, uh, to rock stars, and you'd, oh, you've been zined. Right. <laughs> you did something <laughs> seven Zing months ago. Self-addressed stamped envelope in there. Yeah. Yeah. Daddy, totally sucked. Maybe maybe the, maybe you'd be in the scene report, perhaps. Who knows? I can't believe they played the that one twice. Yeah, that, that yeah that was you know that had a regular turnover unless it was like in the Midwest or something and it would be like sometimes the senior parts would be pretty old you know <laughs> right Time Bomb but, Tom uh, is just sitting there typing it out and uh, yeah yeah I bet Time Bomb Tom totally had, had a scene report column right uh, Evan he had to have. I don't think he did this is a fellow from on. Green Bay Reverend Norb was definitely a columnist in a <laughs> Maximum Rock and Roll for yeah, yeah. what about Johnny the Pump. Because <laughs> you guys, you guys have been making music for forever. I mean, you, you two, like you started off playing uh, when Unwound started, right? So, like uh, it was a originally before, before, before Sarah, that. and then, so even before that, right? Yeah. Oh, way that. before that. Yeah, when we were like in high school. So how many years yeah, have you guys started, been playing? We started recording when we were about fourteen, I think, or oh, like around there. Yeah, fourteen or fifteen. Wow, that's wild. And then so that's awesome. That is awesome. Oh, it really is. Like, 25 years ago. You mean 15 years ago? Yeah. Oh, you mean two years ago, back when you guys were in yeah. high school, right? Uh, yeah. Jail yeah. Eight. We still look 25, right? Right, absolutely. Right, yes. totally. On our radio Violet. show, yes, you guys look 25. <laughs> yeah. You guys have the voices of 25-year-olds. Cut an impeccable figure. <laughs> Style yeah, thank you. Yes. We worked at it. No problem. No problem. <laughs> and shows. we can tell. We can it tell. shows, right? yeah. It's, it's so you're really, wearing it well. It's amazing. 40 is the new 25. Yeah, right. Yeah, 40 is the new 25. Right, absolutely. Gonna... Well, 40 is like the new... 40 is actually more like the new 28, but, you know, it's... <laughs> not yeah, to, cool. Not, not to split that. hairs, but... Yeah. I don't want to... Yeah, I don't want to get too technical. So who... How did you end up hooking up with the other... The, the bass player and the and the drummer of Survival Knife? Where... Uh, who I'm, I'm totally blanking on their names right now, but I met them. They're Good very job, nice Dick. folks. Thanks. Yeah, I went in that kind of like um, inner mezzo period before, after uh, going on the last of the round tour. Um, I played a couple of like weird, like Capitol Theater, uh, which is a local theater here. They'd have like these kind of like Night of the Living tribute bands shows. Okay. Where people for one day. Night of the Living tribute band? Did you just say that? That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, and so um, we did it like me and Chris did a like a Blue Oyster Cult 
tribute band. Oh, no kidding. Um, awesome. Excellent. Yeah. And that... Um, Did you guys play with the Minutemen? Huh? Sorry, uh, I was asking if you guys ever played with a Minutemen tribute band. You know, if you're a Blue Oyster Court tribute band, it just works oh, good. Those. Well, anybody's done a Minutemen tribute band. No, that's uh, uh, kind of sacrosanct. We we did actually. Um, we actually very did. right. You're very right. Yeah, it it is right. sacrosanct, but it doesn't mean we didn't do it. Yeah, we did play right. with a Minutemen tribute band, and <laughs> we, that was we weren't oof. in it. But we anyway, finish your story. Yeah. Sorry, that was oof. gotcha. Yeah. So um, yeah, from then on, um, just kind of befa- became friends with Chris, and then. Um, Meg uh, was playing bass in another band called Blues Druid. Um, and then after um, that, well, she was still playing with them. And then me and I kind of dragged Justin into uh, practice with me and Meg and Chris. And then we kind of just went from there. You were yeah, because a lot of people don't necessarily realize that, Brand, you actually started off with Survival Knife and... Originally, it wasn't like, "Oh, this is the new unwound thing." It's, it, was, it wasn't really the idea. It wasn't that conscious. It was just more like, "Let's play some music, um, see what happens." Yeah, uh, that's how it should be. We're not like you know, we've got jobs and some people have kids and are married. In our case, so so it was more just like we really want to play music. Let's kind of see where this goes, and right. then um, yeah, and then brought Justin into it and he brought his whole thing to it and then we just kind of yeah went from there I guess I don't know next thing you know you're a survival knife I guess so (laughs) we didn't play a show until a year after practicing and and it came up like okay uh, we got an invitation to do a show that we finally decided to do and they're like well what's your band called we're like oh shit we better come up with a name (laughs) that's kind of how it always is isn't it like like (laughs) Yeah, like, no, mean, really, the show's coming up. We got to come up with a name if we're going to make flyers. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, well, luckily now, you know, you know, the search engine function on your computer, you can uh, figure out if anybody has a name already. Right. All right. Yeah. yeah totally. You mean like Ask Jeeves, right? <laughs> so, I mean, we came up with lots of different names and. Some pretty weird ones that were already taken. I mean, <laughs> I was about to say you're always surprised by what's taken. You're like, really? Somebody's yeah. You're like, already? oh, really? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, mean, I think I think you guys kind of lucked out. I mean, survival knife's good. It's very evocative. It catches the attention. Like, I mean, I think that's. I mean, the only thing is that like if you don't know anything from the music, like, you might be like, oh, that must be metal, you know. But like, I mean, no, yeah. it's not as bad as say Death Fix. Yeah, it doesn't have to be metal. <laughs> yeah, it's that's true. Well, there's not, there's not as even as post punk bands but, that are. Taking a rock and roll <laughs> tilt, right? You could have did a little worse. What was that? What was that? Yeah. Sorry, oh, I was just saying. There's not, not even a DJ culture by line, so we we're doing. <laughs> yeah, man, uh, we gotta watch those fucking DJs. I know. I know. <laughs> we were just talking about them today. How much? Yeah, they, they how they're trying to money. keep the cap, cash out of their pockets. They always think they're musicians too, and it's just like, God, you're not. Why don't you go to heaven and work with Ray Manzarek again? You know. <laughs> <laughs> but that was Skrillex, I think, right? Uh, yeah, that's ostensibly oh. that's ostensibly the dig I was I'm making. Fucking, yeah. I'm mad at myself for knowing that. Yeah, sorry. God damn it. <laughs> I was going to wait till we were off air to call you on that. But that's cool. You know, if you yeah. bring it up now, we'll talk yeah, about let's it. Let's just let's hear it all out. Ass. I don't see any reason why not. All right, so you guys had like about a year gestation period before <laughs> Survival Knife, you know, kind of cut into the scene. Something like that. Yeah, we. It was almost maybe a little bit over a year before we played a show. Right, and then, 
Sorry, and that that, was, that headline was definitely like something you'd read in like alternative press in like you know, two thousand. Cut on the scene was a terrible. I'm gonna apologize for that. Cut right on now. the scene with survival <laughs> knife, yeah. And then it would, it would have like a knife image, and then you guys' pictures on either side of the uh, the terror the knife was making. Uh, wow, that's sorry, a good that graphic. That's a good graphic design <laughs> idea from the past, bro. <laughs> yeah, pretty good at that. And then you guys, <laughs> you guys, it seemed like you guys had enough tunes that uh for for a record though so is that something that's going to be that, that you're looking to do in the near future is that something people can expect from yeah. you yes you guys are in full band mode well, now well we're you know it's just slow growth so we're we're piecing together a record over this summer um we did we did the recording like uh, a single that you guys probably saw yeah that we played um, earlier on the show actually oh the one that you played earlier in the show we recorded Thank in you. November last year, and there, we also recorded about four other songs, I guess. A couple of those are going to come out on another single, and then we're re-recording all the other material, and uh, we have a handful of new songs. So we'll, we'll have a full, we have definitely a good, over a full album of stuff that we're going to record over the summer. Nice. Cool. Yeah, I'm looking cool. forward to it. Yeah. Like, I think you guys are... too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hopefully. We're I, excited. I think you guys have a kind of a cool, almost... And I mean, this is a compliment, sort of proggy thing to what what you're doing. That's, uh, sure. you know, there's definitely a reference point, obviously, to things that came earlier. But I, I think it's kind of cool. And when I, I say prog, like, I don't necessarily mean like the more indulgent parts. Of I, prog. I know we know what you mean. That's not a naughty word yeah. necessarily to us anymore. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm, I'm glad that you're not offended. Yeah. yeah. I don't necessarily. It's, it's not to us either. Yeah. The cape it, may be implied, it's, but it's not it's accused. Word, but it's very uh, broad. Yeah, yeah. It can mean a whole lot of things. But it definitely delineates it from certain other kinds of styles. Sure, and especially because, I mean, the musical landscape has changed so much now that, you know, even almost rock itself has become an anomaly that for something that where you have like, oh, no, that part sounds like an equal homage to King Crimson and Thin Lizzy, but it's played very aggressively like Black Flag style. Like, that's something that, you know, it almost sounds like it's coming from Pluto compared to, to a lot of bands that are, you know, the more well-known, quote-unquote, indie rock bands, of which they're neither indie nor do they rock. Who did you say? Who did you say? What, you say Udo? Wait, what's that? Sorry. You say Udo? Like, the singer of Except Happy? No. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Pluto is in the planet. Pluto is in the planet. Or actually, not oh, even a planet Pluto. anymore. Oh, Pluto. Pluto is in the uh, asteroid, or Bluto, the villain yeah. of Popeye. Yeah, yeah Bluto. Yeah, Bluto. <laughs> the phone thing. Sorry. Yeah, sorry guys. <laughs> Which it would have been great to, to have gotten you in when you were down here, but you know, uh, we'll, we'll have we'll have you in at some point uh, in the future. Oh, but, totally, that'd be great. That wasn't my bad yeah. to be. Uh, that was totally Evan's bad on that one. <laughs> so that wasn't me. All right. Very responsible. <laughs> but it's. Note. I think it's cool that you know, and and part of it might be you know your your Fugazi minor threat thing, where since you fellas have been in other acts that that people know of and that have a reputation for like you know bringing not bringing the weak shit, that you get a certain amount of don't attention forget to rights it. of spring, right? Exactly. We had Brendan Canty on uh, episode before last, which is what he's oh yeah, who was great. And they haven't played SF yet, but we're very okay. excited to see them. And he was a wonderful guest, and we got we got a lot of great. Yeah, he was excellent. Hey, Super good guest. God. We got a lot of great drops from him. There was I'm like in a, love with him all over again. Yeah. 
he, he had some he had some cool things to say, and and he even uh, dispensed some fatherly advice on the show, like not to us, but to his kid, like while we were on the air. So that was interesting. His son's oh. thinking. His son's thinking about taking a job pulling soft serve pulling down at the ballpark. Yeah. <laughs> but he also wants to play basketball, and there's like it was great to. Brendan thinks he needs to work on his low post game. You know the fatherly advice. You know, you got to think these things through, kid. You can't just you know you can't just I want to do this. I mean you got you got to weigh your options. And the one thing he had, he had a really cool, uh, you know, we had, we had a lot of quotes from him, some of which were very funny and some of which were, um, you know, just more for our amusement. But he had a really good one that was uh, this one here. I'll play for you guys. Uh, some people make money. Some people make history. Yeah, some people make money. Some people make history. I thought that was like a really cool. Uh, that's good. That's uh, pretty good. Quotable and potable. Some people make history making money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's true. <laughs> well, he is, you know. We'll, we'll play them. bring in some more dough. <laughs> He didn't have to say that in the same interview, <laughs> but that had we'll, nothing uh, to do with music. We'll uh, we'll edit that right where you guys said some people make it history making money, and we'll we'll put them play them both together. That's the new drop. That's the survival knife drop. That's survival knife drop. Yeah, but it's cool. All right, so what the the actual point that I was I'm trying to make is that oh, I you're think making it's, a point. Shit, sorry. I think it's cool that you know you you have since there's this history behind what you've done, even though it's been so long since Unwound was like a touring entity and so long since uh, leaves turn inside you that it's allowed that music to kind of grow as music in the same way Fugazi has that there, there's not as much of like the bullshit or mystery or whatever around it. The music just stands as music and for, for better or for worse, people get to hear it as that. And that allows right. you guys to kind of do a thing that, Oh no, it's if you like unwound, you'd probably be in a survival knife. It's not the same thing though. Like you guys are have like a different kind of, vibe but it definitely shows like the way you guys play guitar together that's the kind of thing you only get from playing with another person for years and years and years like again. 25 years or something like that right. you know like or two depending on who two. you're talking to Spin <laughs> and so i think it's really cool that you guys have a really interesting uh vibe when you're you're playing together that stuff interlocks in a way that has that kind of uh you know almost king crimson like uh interlock with more intensity. Oh, thank you. You can tell when guitarists yeah, well, know what each other are thinking. Too, you know. years of playing together, otherwise we're you should be selling lemonade or <laughs> It's good if you own a sweat lodge. It was wrong with selling lemonade. I sold lemonade. I'm kidding. I don't. You know, sorry, man. And uh, let me give an official policy, uh, apology to all the lemonade makers in the thank you. United States. Thank you. They're, right. they're a sponsor of this program. Yeah. So. It'll, it'll be an, it'll be a news bulletin on Pitchfork tomorrow. Survival knife calls Hates bullshit lemonade. on lemonade. Uh, my apologies to the East Bay lemonade. You know, actually, I work at a restaurant where we do have lemonade, but it's like Minute Maid, and like I will always tell the customer, like you know, it's like zero percent juice, and like. Uh, one almost like ninety nine percent of the time, people are like, "Yeah, never mind." That's yeah, disappointing, but, but we'll discuss it off the air. <laughs> <laughs> no, as far as selling lemonade, it was just like I actually do sell bullshit lemonade, and people always do call bullshit on the lemonade. Yeah. So that's a real thing. People will call bullshit on the lemonade. I just wanted to put that into the conversation. There is a standard of quality, no, yeah, yeah, like, no exactly. matter how much you decry it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh God, no! I'm to something. <laughs> the lemonade people are vicious. So, uh, wow, that, that's a whole weapon I have to fucking climb out of there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. No, guys, Conan, help, no. guys, help us out. Conan, go. King Crimson, okay, yeah. We, uh, uh, lemonade, shit, shit. We're, you're that. saying we're better than King Crimson. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you guys are making better lemonade than King Crimson ever yeah. made. You're also be better than... <laughs> Robert Fripp only drinks Minute Maid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bring it back. 
Crystal light drinking motherfucker. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> you know, something that uh, I didn't. I, lemonade, man. God damn it, dude. Fucking it's lemonade. An, it's a topic <laughs> near and dear to many hearts. So live leaves. This is a thing that uh, people can can get, right? This is a uh, care to explain what this live leaves situation oh. is all about. Oh, yeah. Um, yes, it's uh, we. Let me try to make a concise story on that. Um, awesome. We decided to. We had all these tapes from that last tour, and um, kind of thought a long time ago it'd be kind of cool to put out something, and then. Course didn't happen, um, so it was sort of coming up on the 20 year anniversary of Unwound a couple of years ago, and so we started thinking about trying to just kind of have a little make a website and do all this stuff, and and sort of the live album came out of that, and, and it turned in it was just going to be something we we're going to put on the website for people to listen to, and then it turned into an out a record. Um, a friend of ours uh, who runs Care Top in uh, Chicago, Adam Reach, he uh, helped us put it out. And so, um, yeah, it just kind of became, uh, it evolved into the whole thing, and, and that got our website, the archive website evolved as yeah, well. Yeah, you're like scanning that. up all the old flyers and things, and the, all, this, yeah. like, all the stuff that, since Unwound sort of didn't actually predate the internet, but certainly predated the internet as we know it today, and as its uses for bands and the archival like the natural archival, good or bad of everything. There's a lot of things that yeah. were otherwise lost to history. I mean, you were sh- putting things up there that I was like, oh, I was at that show. Oh man, I was you know, I was a kid. Jeez, <laughs> you know, like that was <laughs> like from a long time ago. And it was it was it's really cool to see that that all that stuff first of all survived, and secondly that people maybe yeah. that, that, that didn't get a chance to know the band around that time are kind of getting a second chance. And all the live material like this is like a live record that's culminated over a bunch of different types of shows uh, over those tours, right? Like, it's, you pick different yeah. songs for from different shows and things along those lines. Right. Well, the idea was that, you know, you listening to it's like, well, yeah, there's a couple shows that are pretty good all the way through, but it would be, I thought, I thought it would be a little more interesting to pull out the good stuff and then make it kind of edited like a Miles Davis live record. Those are yeah, all yeah, together yeah. And, and stuff, you know. And of course, it's obviously not improv like that, but there wasn't just elements of noise and sounds and stuff that were in between all the songs in the real show. Like the thing that you hear on the record actually was the, what the show was like. We had we tried to make it somewhat seamless. You know, we had Brant and Dave Stone playing a lot of incidental yep. uh, noise incidental and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. So it was, it was this whole flow that was actually. Um, we just cherry picked the better performances, and so you can tell that you know it changes. But I think it adds, that adds texture to it and makes it more of a um, like a documentary movie rather than totally just watching yeah, that totally great cool. footage of something. You know, it's it's edited and it's I guess produced or whatever you want to say. So um, it's not totally pure, but it's very close to what would you would experience if you were. There, I guess. <laughs> well, I was. I actually so, was there. I was at yeah. uh, three of the shows on that tour. I was not. And uh, well, I mean, it's important. To, and this is something. Evan, were you there? I was not either. <laughs> he wasn't there. Sorry. This is. I'd this like is... to see it in a movie-esque format. <laughs> right. 
I prefer the movies. I wonder if there's going to be something like that. You you know you guys know Maybe me. I'm more of a movie guy. Character. I'm more of like and you know I just like to watch movies myself. So. Anyway, I, I once told um, your your ex bandmate and my friend Vern this that quite honestly, without unwound, without unwound, I would not be playing music. Straight up, I mean that is you guys were a big formative influence to, to me. Are they like? Because I was like mail ordering cassettes, and I didn't cassettes, yeah, from Kill Rock Stars uh, of Unwound, and that's like how, you know, from there, I found you know other stuff as well, and kind of backtrack the, the way you do. You guys are on the Conan Neutron mm-hmm. list, and so I saw I was I was you know lucky enough that being West Coast, I got to see you guys through a lot of different incarnations, and the first as much as like the first time I saw the Leaves tour, it was cool, but it was sort of like I felt like oh. I don't know. It almost seems like it needs something. And then the next two times after that, uh, you had Dave and Brant playing with you. And I was like, oh, no, this is the shit. This is fucking awesome. And, oh, so you saw it as a three-piece. Yeah. So I saw most of the times. I, yeah, most of the times I saw Unwound, you know, I saw over the years, we're always a three-piece. And then I saw the Leaves tour three times, uh, once without Dave and Brant, and then once with, like, the full five-piece, more Baroque version right. for lack of a better which is i mean it added so much too it was just something where i think that that album had such huge vision to it that having those extra players that were just almost you know this fit like a glove right on with what you know the core unwound uh party was doing that it it, it worked it, it worked in a really big way that i think i remember seeing it and being like oh man like this almost as much as that's a great record this almost has a different feel to it than the record even and then it's sort of something i didn't think about again until like earlier this year i was like oh live leaves there's like a live record of it. i was like oh that's fucking what a great idea that's awesome because it, it always kind of yeah. seemed like uh there was sort of like like leaves turn inside you there was almost like should have been a record between challenge and leaves turn inside you you guys took such a quantum leap forward <laughs> Like Beatles esque in the studio. I thought that was kind of you know it was it was neat to see that, and that's I'm great. It's great that there's a document of that now. Mm. I think like Justin, as you talked before, I mean part of the reason for bringing me and Dave was I mean I I think at least during the time when that when Lee Strange Lady was being made, it was like I was there a lot and and put some things on the record and then kind of going and seeing the whole like mixing process happened with that record and then we started kind of going like oh so i think justin was kind of and the rest of them kind of thinking how are we going to make this transfer into a live experience how are we going to pull this off yeah yeah and then that that became the the idea is to you know to bring bring me in playing keyboards and doing samples and then dave doing second guitar and noise stuff and it seemed like you said i mean i think at times it really seemed to work quite well totally sometimes it didn't but it it was experience, you know, there's definitely an element of experimentism that, if that's a word, <laughs> um, to see if it really didn't work. And so, which, you know, was it's always kind of fun too, to see if like, we didn't have a really lot, a lot of time to practice as a five piece and just the logistics and a lot of other stuff going on. So, um, I think, you know, if, if we were to read the, try to think if history was differently and, and had we continued, um, I'm not. I'm not sure if we would have kept doing that five piece thing or not. But it was kind of what we needed to do to to revitalize the band at the time too, because um, there was a, a period of burnout sort of before that album that we were kind of like, okay, well, 
what are we going to do? And then we made that album, and it was like, okay, well, this album is different. It's, it's taking some of those elements of other instrumentation a little bit a little bit farther, you know? So it's like we we're going to have to experiment and see if adding people, at least as a live thing, is something you want to do. And, you know, you see a lot of other bands do that throughout history. It's totally. Yeah. You know, the core band eventually, like, well, you know, they're, so-and-so joined the band for a while, or they added a horn right. section or this and that. So, Nick Cave in a bad seed style or something, where you have, like, a, almost a revolving cast of people that will come in and play, and then, like, you know, maybe they'll, oh, they'll be on this it's record like, and this tour. But, yep. right. It's like rock bands eventually, if they stick around long enough, become kind of like jazz bands, right. in that yeah. their membership changes yeah. uh, around a lot more often than you would see in, like, I mean, if you think of, like, you know, whatever, like Thin Lizzy or something, like, they're not going to change or whatever. It's going to be the same people, but then they stick around long enough. <laughs> they totally come do. Yeah, 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 totally. Not Aerosmith. Yeah. <laughs> okay, not, I guess it is. Aerosmith is all the original members, isn't it? Yeah, they're yeah, cashing those paychecks. That's, like, that's why. But that's kind of like one of... But, <laughs> but there, there you go. a period where there weren't. But that's their thing, too. Like, But that's, like, one of their signature things. Like, they're one of the only guys doing it. You know? <laughs> What's that? Say it again. Sorry. Oh, sorry. I didn't talk about it. I was just saying, like, like that's like the Aerosmith thing. Like, your point is still valid. Like, that's kind of like an Aerosmith. Like, yeah, we still got all our original yeah. members. You know, like, you know, like. Yeah, but you're making terrible fucking music. They I are. mean, that's the. <laughs> so, are the so are the bands that are replacing their members. Let's right. be real. Yeah. Well, I think you know, and also what happens with bands to some degree is when they're around a long time. Um, bringing other people into the mix, either as a producer or manager or whatever, it breaks up some of the dynamics that people don't know how to deal with in bands. Uh, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. And so, you know, there's there's all this interpersonal stuff that's involved, and then people also want to see how it's going to change the music or if it's going to add life to it or whatever. And so I would say that's all, like, kind of a legitimate way to describe what was happening with Unwound at the time. You know, we that sort of same thing that all kinds of bands have kind of done before and still do, you know. <laughs> They're mostly like, we just need a couple other people to tell jokes in the van. Yeah. To, uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey. Fresh set of stories. Hey, man, don't knock it. That's how this show started. It's funny. Uh, there's, also the, the, uh, there's also the element where, uh, like George Harrison said, when they brought in Billy Preston, nobody wanted to come off like the bitch. You know what I mean? Like, so, like, all the other members, like, <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, you know, everyone wanted to seem cool and friendly, and everybody's getting along. Yeah. And cool. Like, nobody wanted to come yeah, up yeah. like, in front of Billy Preston. Yeah, come on. Bill, Billy's here. Come on, guys. Come on. Can we just, uh, yeah. just, can we just come keep, on, blokes? Let's keep it cool and jam. So, Brant, I guess I'd yeah. make you Billy Preston. Yeah, you are Billy Preston. <laughs> I, well, I'm fine with that. <laughs> I am fine with that. That's a comfortable characterization for you. Sure. So, all right. And this is good. This, this, what was the first drum of the Beatles? You got two Beatles for the price yeah. of one. Yeah, you get to be Pete Best and Billy Preston both. Makes one Beatle, two half Beatles. Yeah. Yeah, but you're no. Uh, what was the other dude? Stu, what's his face? Stu uh, Red, uh, Redcliffe? Uh, Redcliffe? Is makes like Dave uh, Stone, uh, like Klaus Borman. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Klaus Borman's cool. <laughs> <laughs> so. You had to have played with some god awful bands over over the course of, of time. Like there has to be some like total shit. Never, covers, right? No, actually, never. They're all really good. <laughs> every single one. Really? <laughs> wow, you guys have lucked out, man. Because I'm a musician myself, and I played with some pretty That's shitty bands. Really critical. So, <laughs> so there we had no. We have the ability to 
no balls to critique anybody. There has to be somebody that you're just. There oh, has to be something it, memorable. It burns in your on. soul. Uh, don't pull a hutch. Come on, guys. Oh. Thanks, Joe. No, no, I really like this. Hey, you guys are super nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, guys, that's a cool guitar. You guys, you like rock and roll, don't you? Oh, I saw you doing it up there. I really you like your... <laughs> you guys really look like wow, you're having fun. fun. I really like how you flick your hair when you're singing. You know, it's just like, it's cool. The the Andrew yeah. move. Yeah. That was really entertaining. You guys like Bye. music. Right, so there, there's nobody you're gonna you're gonna mention. There you're, is like you're not a, throwing anyone. I mean, you don't have bus. to men- mention a name or anything. I'm sure they'd be long. Just give us the town. It just was an in. absurd aesthetic. Can you think of any like weird band names? At like least? a band that had like a, a dog for a drummer or something. The most areas of Europe that Unwound played at when when I was not in the band. There was probably some pretty terrible European. Well, I can say in general that one thing that we have over Europe is music. I mean, they're. Uh, <laughs> Wow. Is there is there a whole continent that you'd be willing to throw into the bus? <laughs> <laughs> oh, good, good. Yep, I'm, I'm glad. Thank you. Ready. That's that's excellent stuff. We like Later, that. Europe. He hated uh, the final. He hated the final countdown by Europe. <laughs> oh, yeah, Europe. oh, you meant the band? Okay. Yeah, but like as Evan mentioned, was there any specific shit show like like a dog with a dr- like a dog as a drummer situation or like and America the band? Maybe I see. you're more of an American. Maybe like a, a midget playing a sousaphone. I don't know, like something just memorable that. Oh well, I I can think of when actually before when I was still in the band, we used to play in Portland a lot at uh, this club called the X-Ray Cafe. Yeah, it, it was a really wacky, fucked up club on Burnside, um, and we'd play there probably once every three or four months and. They were really, uh, they put us on the bill, and we were just still in high school, so we were, like, happy to just have a show. Yeah, right? totally. Yeah, yeah. And, well, no, we got a tour, go to Portland, have a show. Yeah, and, but it would always be, it was, like, the ultimate back in the early 90s in Portland, when Portland was still a little, not, weird, not just weird, but a little dangerous. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, the yeah. danger weird. Right. Part, yeah, and, totally. Way pre-Portland. Yeah. That's funny, because I don't think Portland is dangerous at all. Not now. No, Not at but, all. But that's now. It was kind of a twisted place back in the uh, late 80s and early 90s and stuff. Yeah, a little scary. But Doomtown, cool. as uh, the wiper said. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, we played a show, and it was like, I'm trying to remember, we played with a guy who was like a one-man band, like old, like an old guy, kind of looked like a hobo, with like the one-man with the kick drum set up. <laughs> yeah. And then... I didn't think who the other band was, but then the act right before us was like this Russian fireblower guy who didn't speak hardly any English, <laughs> and he was he was he was like seriously blowing fire, and he was blowing huge plumes of fire into the ceiling, and people were getting really scared. Yeah, like, whoa, that's, that's <laughs> not cool, bro. Like, whoa, dude. Maybe we should get out here. It could get bad. Um, there, a lot of those types of shows we played in Portland. There were. I can't remember all of them, but there seemed like there was a string of... Oh, yeah. I mean, every time that you played the X-Ray, there was at least one fucked up, like... Fire hazard. Act. Not a band, an act. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. But there's still, yeah. even back then, were there a lot of, like, cool sweaters and grandma glasses in the crowd? Um, oh, yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. No. Maybe. Not in the same way. Not the same way. Okay, yeah. cool. All right, cool. But, there's, but there were some, though? There were some? There's still some? Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. the horn ring left. Yeah, I mean, come on, I, I, you're right. Yeah. Dude, dudes are blowing fire. Grandma glasses. Are gonna Were there any... I don't know. There, 
because the Portland of that day, there was a lot of kind uh, of general like punkers. It seems like it would be a less and ironic that, kind of fire um, blowing. A little, yeah, little bit more like there's a punker there, and Satyricon was still a yep. club, and mm. yep. Edmund was playing there on a regular basis. There was that crowd too, and there was kind of a drug scene there. Drug scene, yeah. And it was a, a freak. It was definitely freaky. You know, it was all about. It was very freaky. One uh, one thing I was thinking of uh, another one when you were in the band was I was thinking the Bay Area, the sweaters. Oh right, remember the sweaters? Yeah, the guys who all wore Americans. They all wore um, <laughs> American flag sweaters. Whoa! Like they looked like like what? they all lived with their grandma or something, <laughs> and they were like an acapella act. Yeah. Whoa! Oh my god! Yeah. Whoa! We also played with another acapella act once that was just called the Clappers. <laughs> and it was these guys who just... I was going to say, weren't the sweaters those guys that clapped? Well, maybe they were the clappers. Maybe that's what the band was called, the clappers. But they clapped like... Like they do like, I love you, I love you too, da, 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 da. Like, uh, it was bizarre. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. They clapped along. Yeah. To shitty Let's take music. this on the road. This is so good. We're gonna <laughs> do shows this on other towns. <laughs> they were into it. other towns, indeed. Yeah, yeah, they were into it. Yeah, is there an audience for that? Like, who's cla- looking hey, for that? You know what I always say? Burlingame. Clappers be clapping. Yeah, I was in Burlingame, California. Burlingame. Do you know where that is? I, I, yes, I do. I do. Yeah, and that makes area. a lot more sense now. Wow. Or, yeah, I mean, did they would they tour senior centers? I mean, what was their, yeah. what was yeah. their demographic? I, don't, I didn't talk to them. I was, frankly, I think we were all a little afraid. They got a pretty sweet gig at the You guys didn't party together after the show. <laughs> Dude, I bet they... I it <laughs> Clappers didn't it want to share their drugs with yeah, you guys. Yeah, yeah. Was on YouTube. Senior show. centers. Oh, it is? Airports. Fucking... What show? That's that show. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think that's the same show. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. What's that, fellas? Oh, the the show that that was that um someone recorded that. That's on YouTube, but I don't think the oh, clappers yeah. slash sweaters. Oh, uh, there's no clappers show. footage. Oh. Do they have like alternate identities where like they the clappers were actually the sweaters' arch nemesis or something like a Herc situation or anything like that? I've always wanted to do like a, I, I, a barbershop. Fun I hope portrait. so. That'd be nice. <laughs> I hope so. Maybe too. there's a maybe there'll be a Wikipedia page someday. Oh, oh wait, are they on Wikipedia? <laughs> Who's got their fucking fancy ass phone with them? You got your phone? Dare to up. dream. Yeah, we're fucking it, talking on it. Let me Google uh, that for you. <laughs> Google it. Somebody Google it. Are the Clappers still a band? I'm sure they're still performing. So, all right, all right. Let's all right. just say yes. Hold on, we're, we're flying out the rails here. So, you uh, you guys played a show with the Hungry Ghost just recently. Is that right? Yes. So we played two shows with them. And that's Sarah's new band. Yep. Uh, it's Sarah, yeah. So was that the, the the first time you guys had played a show since Unwound together, or what was the? Yeah, well, last summer we played with them, and then our last show uh, about a month ago we played with them. Yep. So is that? I mean, is that? Did I answer the? Yeah, you did. The the, the, no. ter- the terrible question was no. answered. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> thanks. We were having the some yes fun, or no question. Yeah. Conan wants questions answered. The answer is yes. Thank you. <laughs> That's no, e- that is evocative. No. Thank <laughs> you very much. Now back to what we were saying. So back. To- Back to the acapella group. So you were doing blow with the clappers, right? <laughs> and then it got really weird. Then it got weird. Right. And then, then it got ellipsis. Weird. Fill in the rest. Uh, this one clapper is really into self-flagellation. I say their hands are not all they clap either. Maybe we should start a clap clapper podcast that's just purely 
talking to clappers. Oh, for sure. You know, there's a niche for everything. We've attracted dozens of listeners. So. The fact that we're talking about it now, like we're gonna just get like fifty, seventy-five more listeners just overnight. Yeah, like the clapping podcast clap. industry is gonna get the signal yeah, bump. Yeah, they're gonna. Yeah, they're gonna. The bummer thing is when people are just looking for information about the clap and they find that instead. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, it actually mm. does probably happen. Internet doesn't replace that's, a that's trip to the like, clinic for you, my friend. That's like. <laughs> One of the only ways you can find information on the clappers, you know, like clappers band, like, oh, you got to like sift through 10 pages. But if you look up shit on the clap, like it'll, they'll be on the second page randomly in some, uh, some article like clappers band. I'm like, it's like, wait, what the fuck? They're more closely associated with the clap than with their music at this point. I think the clap's more popular. Well, yeah. It's, it's better known. Oh, that's like saying that. No, no, that's wrong. So anything else you guys want to say about your bands? And not the Clappers band. <laughs> we tried. We tried to get off the Clappers. You guys brought it back. No, <laughs> we're not perfect. <laughs> Fuck. Jesus Christ with this show. No, there wasn't. Uh, no, we had a really the shows with Tuggy Ghost were really good. I think that's what we were talking about before. It was. Thank you for being professional. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Like these jokers. Uh, cool. All right. And so you... I was. I was not aware of these shows. Where did they take place? <laughs> Mouse was not informed. <laughs> no, I was. I'm just saying I didn't know. Like, where'd you guys? Where did you guys play? Like, where, uh, it was like in, Portland, I think. It was in Portland. Like yeah. Portland. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Oak Bar and uh, no, no, yeah, yeah. And we have a show coming up. Yeah, we're playing next week in Portland with uh, Ceremony, which is from down where you guys are. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know of them. I don't, I don't know them. They're, uh, yeah. they're, they're a decent act though. There's some spinning plates, I think, with them. You know, they're a vaudeville routine. They're not a, no, they're not. They're not a vaudeville routine. I'm sorry. I just assumed that they were a New Order cover band. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. They get that a lot. So, but they're probably neither. <laughs> it took me like a few <laughs> seconds, actually. They get that a lot, but it was a choice that they made themselves. Yeah. <laughs> the sweaters. The sweater clappers. The sweaty clappers. The sweaty clappers. <laughs> oh, man. All right, so this is... Super, this... super group right there. Yeah, man. It's like uh Well it has the bass guy from the Clappers and it's got the it's really it's the tenor dude. It's like the, the Melvin's Phantom is a big band but terrible in every way. <laughs> Their Earth Wind and Fire cover was good though. I mean the cover art for the sound of one hand clapping was very tasteful though, <laughs> as their debut record. How about Earth, Sweat and Clapping? Oh, that's good. Yeah. Blood, sweat and clapping. The guy from Earth. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> The, the remaining numbers. Of <laughs> the Clappers. Man, this is the most airtime those guys got ever. Seriously, like, no. this is the drummer Fire. No, I'm sure they had like a brother-in-law who was a local DJ or something. No, yeah, some like, hot clapping action coming at you from the Clappers. Back, we're back to this, huh? <laughs> back to we this. have nothing. We'll talk about that. The clappers. I got are, plenty, but we keep coming back to the clappers. Those are a right. rich topic. But you have plenty, like, and I have right, plenty so, too, and so does Evan, and so do they. But it's but not quite as interesting. As so clappers. All right, so so there's a show next week of which this this episode will absolutely positively not be out in time for. But after yeah, that, there's some more shows. There's some more. Uh, there's yeah. more action. Survival knife oh, action. Yeah, we're playing with Tinback. Uh, yeah, we have two shows of Tinback in awesome. August. Oh, cool. Red. It's awesome. Yeah. We have, uh, we're playing the Block Party in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, always, that's always big. Um, 
I don't know who we're playing with. The Flaming Lips. Nice. They're playing that, that evening. <laughs> so those guys are opening for you, yeah. obviously. Right. <laughs> yeah, Flaming Lips are opening for us. Right, right. Um, Clearly. Well, we're glad that they would do that. Um, no, um, <laughs> actually, we're playing with the uh, Street Eaters in uh, Olympia. That's right. I think I saw something about that. Yeah, it's three years yeah. play to the uh, Crazy Punk Rock Squad. I saw you at in Oakland as well. Good band, two piece. John Mink from uh, Fleshies and Triclops, um, and uh, his wife and they, uh, you know, bass and drum duo. They got a lot of they get a lot of pluck, yeah. a lot of energy. They get they get the songs. They got the accent. What's they that? got the accent. What? We're talking vaudeville. I'm gonna go into a vaudeville thing. Sorry. You saying they were good. <laughs> We we can't understand what's going on. <laughs> you are missing literally nothing. Yeah, sorry. Okay, okay, good. Sorry, but it, not really. It's, no. Yeah, it's just our bullshit. It's what we do. So, and then, then are you guys going to be down here anytime? Or are you waiting for the record for that? What's the what's the situation here? Uh, yeah, I don't know. We, I think I think we will make it down to the Bay Area. Um, we kind of talked about that, but I, we're not sure when. Probably maybe in the winter. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Well. Cool. That's awesome. Short trip. Yeah, so yeah, come on know. down. We love you guys down here. I mean, it's it's uh, you know, I, I know a bunch of people that are angry at me for not telling them about the show. To which I said, "What am I, the fucking answer man?" Yeah. <laughs> after you can't they, tell everybody. After they were done flipping me off, then they said, "You know, that they'll have to I'll have to let them know next time you guys play." Well, that's very big of them. So great, hey guys, thanks so much for talking with us. This has been fun. I'm, yeah, it's been oh yeah, yeah. 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 Any pressure sure wants to just talk about the clappers or the sweaters? Just email us. Yeah, we'll make sure they put the link up. Look at you know. Just become a Facebook you should just get the web, their website redirects to yours anyway. So. Yeah, we'll probably have a little section on there, just yeah. like the, in the forum section. You know, like frequently asked well, questions the about the clapper discussion, <laughs> or you can go to our, our clapper blog spot. Yeah, it's going to be up and running fairly soon. It's a tribute. Clappers.blogspot.com. Yeah, I mean, we're starting it because right, it's just la- they don't have a very good web presence. Somebody you know? has to, all right? Somebody has to. <laughs> Trigger warning, clapping. <laughs> so, is, is, so, and they can, uh, for folks maybe not less interested in that, more interested in finding out about Survival Knife, there's a, you know, there's, there's a sub-bop section. Do you guys have an actual official website? Is that a survivalknife.com? It's a Facebook page. Yeah, we, right now, I, we're, we'll probably try to get one up at some, probably by the time our record is kind of, in getting there, out in the world, we'll have something done. Little cold. Cool. All right. We'll right see. now, we're yeah, we're just on Facebook. Well, look up <laughs> go, survival knife. Go ahead and uh, gotta be careful, Google, man. Dude, Google survival knife. Don't just uh, yeah. Get get your own website, man. Facebook's gonna be like having a MySpace page in five years. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm, sure, I'm sure. All the yeah, bling, no, in, we'll, all the bling in the world yeah. will not be enough. <laughs> hey, so yeah. But, then, uh, also, the Unwound Archive thing will also be evolving. There's there's a lot more stuff to put on there. I can, I mean, it's right now. It's kind of there's nothing new on it, but uh, um, we're gonna put up some more stuff and um, and yeah, all the Unwound um, reissues are gonna be coming out over the next three years. Yeah, that's awesome. For and the first one's coming out in Very September, cool. and that's all the Brant stuff. So that's three records of of Brant. Playing drums, and then um, we're gonna start putting other other stuff every six months. And those are gonna be on vinyl and uh, digital. Cool, yeah. Because yeah. actually, the only unwound record I have is that live in London, like semi-official oh, huh. bootleg yeah. thing. Which is people are always like, "What the hell is this?" 
go. Yeah, the peel sessions. Yeah, which is great. Um, yeah, but yeah that, that that'd be great because as I mentioned, I've only ever, you know, I have a few CDs I think, but I think I've only ever had on cassette. <laughs> now those mail order those cassettes, so that's. I think I can speak for the music buying world at large and say that's a that's gonna be a thing that's gonna be very cool to. Yeah, and then all all of them have liner notes. It's pretty extensive liner notes, so it'll it'll it's like it'll be a, like a little mini book by the end of it. Nice, yeah, very cool. All right, so some survival knife action coming up. There's some unwound reissues, and uh, yeah, it's been great talking to you guys. Thanks for yeah, thanks, uh, being thanks on the for show. Being with us. Thank you, Tony. Thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, guys. You guys are red. And uh, we'll see you when you hit the great. Bay Area next. Sounds All right, take it easy. Happy Saturday, gentlemen. All right, bye-bye. Yeah. Awesome. The survival knives. Those guys. Those guys are friends with the sweaters. Those guys are friends with Those guys know the clappers, too. I didn't know that. That's great. <laughs> Well-connected well group of gentlemen. All right, so I'm going to... As much as I love talking, we maybe should play a song. What? Mm. Wow, I, I, you know what? That's a crazy suggestion. Bullshit. You're, do you work for Cold Case? I do. I was thinking yeah. about applying for a job as a music coordinator. I'm told that incompetence oh, is yeah. an excellent trait. <laughs> you may have heard this. You may mm-hmm. recognize it from uh, the show Criminal Minds.
unwound song, not the unwound version. Bam. Boom. Fuck that, yeah. That's a Mare for Life. What you got on that? A Chicago band covering the unwound song Scarlet off of uh, the excellent Leaves Turn Inside You, of which we talked about the live Leaves record with Justin and Brant there. That tune, the original version of that tune is off of that lovely, lovely record, which I highly recommend everyone checking out. And actually just recommended to you guys during the break. And uh, before that, we actually had an unwound song, uh, Dragnalis, which is one of their earlier, sort of, I guess, quasi-hits, I guess you would say, off of the excellent Fake Train record on Kill Rock Stars. It was in a really cool episode of uh, Murphy Brown. <laughs> <laughs> Tonight on a very special episode of Murphy Brown. Hannes oh. Bergen. What's she up to right now? Mm. Uh, uh, what did, didn't she do like uh, mm. Boston Legal and shit? Mm. Mm. Yeah, that was a while ago, though. I'm still, yeah, she's, yeah, she's just, you know, showing. Mm. Collecting syndication <laughs> dollars. Maybe, uh, you know, confiding secrets in a long-time confident. Perhaps working on a, perhaps making a cheesecake. Anyway, if you want I a... I also uh, doubt that. If you, if you like that Unwound cover there, I think Mare for Life has as a free download. They say send me along the lines of if you want to present money for either of these two songs and give them to the bands that wrote them because it's a seven-inch of covers. And uh, Good band. Also, we have a great sticker of theirs that got a Mare McCheese. just says Mare for Life. You know, Bringing as, it all back to stickers. As a sticker connoisseur, I will say it's nice to see that they really do back it up. Uh, you know, some, <laughs> some proof. You know, they've got fan it. of their stickers. Wasn't so sure about the music. They've got some real good stickers, and it was it was nice to see that they they really do represent. When oh man, did you hear that new Mayor McCheese sticker? It's good. No, I mean, I haven't. I, no, I haven't seen well, it. Are you sure that it's really out? The Mayor for Life Mayor McCheese is flipping you off too, which no. is something I didn't initially well, notice. I don't know if that's a way to I know retain this, a position in your life, up, which is why it's. I'm, I'm, Seems you know, like you'd make some enemies. Happy with that to know that. You know. It's a good thing uh, McDonald's is totally behind the project. Oh yeah, totally. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, Mayor Mar- for Life maybe open themselves up some litigation. It's the uh, it's the reverse of the or, signal. The, it's the reverse of the signal bump. A lot of feds listen to this show too. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. It'd be like. Well, who listens to the show? Like, if, if if iTunes ever like actually got their crap together and did anything Wait, for anyone awesome podcast, I'm still pissing green beer. And if they had like they they were showing the statistics, well, there's a lot of people from Oakland, a lot of people from Dubuque, and there's a lot of federal agents that listen to you can't stop the signal. I don't really know what that's all about, but I would not be pleased if federal agents listen to this. <laughs> I want my I would I would like my federal agents to be listening to something a little smarter. You know, no quiero los federales. You know. Yeah, Victor and Associates regrets. It's many. <laughs> we do. I would like to take this time. This time right now. On behalf of you, can stop the signal for a lot of any Evans comments, <laughs> a lot of Conan's comments, and especially my own. I'm still going to attend, man. If you watch any television show, the music is generally terrible, and it's all it's all these bands. About music TV, dude. It's been bad for years. It's all. But well, actually, no, it has I don't have mind. to see it. If you watch Miami Vice in the air tonight, yeah, it was pretty that's amazing. Like, yeah. Yeah. If yeah. You, it's a good uh, placement. The first two good seasons placement. of Streets of San Francisco, like the music's unfuckable. Oh sure, that's a different time. But then, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Carl Malden, you know, talking, would not wouldn't TV let, let there be any bullshit on his productions. Buffy the Vampire Slayer had some pretty good uh, music direction. Yeah, see, there were some good bands at the Bronze. Amy Mann. MacGyver, MacGyver had a great theme song. Come on, guys. The A Team. Jesus, are you guys? 
Last time I was I'm stopping. No, 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 stop. Oh, Mouse, I thought you were in. No, I, I just. Well, you're too cool that. for that. Is it not of a lemonade talk for you? Is that the problem? Yeah, you know, it doesn't quite sour the mouth. How about if we clapped? What are we saying? If you clapped, what are you saying? Maybe a new, a new market. Yeah, see that works better, dude. Well, I'm glad that you feel like a like a big shot again. Now that you want to do MacGyver theme. Fucking horse shit. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I I just I No no, you're right. You're right. I fucked up. <sighs> We're gonna have some uh live guests on on the next episode. It's gonna be great. We're gonna have all of uh Porch. That'll be that'll be nice. Actually have guests. Which is a, a really cool band that uh yeah Chris Chris Porch Bray nice. actually lives in Tennessee. Oh wow. And uh Todd used to play in a little little band called Primus and He's playing a little band called Herb. It's really noticeable there's no pop filter on there when you do that. Oh, yeah. You're going to notice it later when you're editing this. Sure will. But they sound nothing like Primus. They actually sound, I think, quite a bit like Unwound or Jesus Lizardy. They're a really great band. And, and I'm interested because they're like older cats and they make this incredibly unfashionable Big music. Old. And I'm just ignoring you at this point. Uh, you just didn't. Knowledge you. The entertaining acrimony that we can't <laughs> stop the signal <laughs> do, 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 may not actually be entertaining. But that should be good. That should be a fun episode. And we're gonna have uh we're gonna have those fellows in. We're gonna gonna talk. Yeah, I'm actually looking forward to it. I'm gonna be there. Talk to them. I don't know if you guys I have one note for the show, and this it's the it's quite possibly my favorite note of Oh, really? <laughs> of any show ever it just says harpsichord music records oh that's me and that's for and, you yeah that's for me but I, like context list i just i love that those three things together but would you like to explain what that means um what that means is i'm cleaning out the vinyl guys getting rid of yeah i got rid of all my fucking i had like uh about all your guilty pleasure records your leonard cohen's <laughs> your ryan eno's <laughs> No, no, I'm keeping all that shit. No, but I realize I have like so it's a guilty pleasure. I love both a good of the first two Gang of Four records. Two feet worth of fucking <laughs> classical music. And it's like, dude, why do I? You know, like, and I'm like stuffing like yeah, we, we, records into like other shit. And it's like, you know, I can clean out these. Like, it, this can be like maybe a half. Of when a you can measure like, the box half feet, a foot of, that's a problem. Yeah, yeah. You know, like it's. Yeah, I'm it's, moving about six feet a record. And so that was an easy one because down fucking, down, like, down pipeline. I got a lot of it free, and it was kind of you know through. You know, yeah, I'm not gonna explain how I got it. Like anyway, I've got it and like. I I don't like harpsichord music, you know. I mean, like, it's, 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 it's a daring opinion, taking yeah, a stance, I, yeah, hard know, line. Like, apparently, there's like this resurgence in the '60s with hippies well, and someone shit, is like, like, which is where I got this. I got this from this old hippie, you know. Like, and, like you know, hippies really liked it. Apparently, that someone the harpsichord. Yeah, like it's you know maybe you know, maybe it, it worked on ass. I don't know. Um, so that was a really easy. You must have come over in the last week while I've been like. Yeah, look at all these fucking bullshit records. Yeah, I think you had like, like a little mini rant about harpsichord music. <laughs> like, yeah, and you actually, you like, said the word harpsichord music records, and I thought that was funny, and I wrote that down. Music records. It was. Yeah, but, you know, there's a lot of them. There, I'm sure there's like some, there's a fucking like. Just make sure you tell your story nowhere there. near the mic. On the way to the kitchen, you'll see them. There's two crates. Of harpsichord music. music. Not harpsichord. There's oh. a lot of other just bullshit. It's like, yeah, nope. See, I can't yeah, imagine. Nope, nope. Harpsichord is a totally a you think you're having fun up there sort of performance. 
like unless your child is well, your I mean, uh, performance like i think it's a great it, it's great in context with other music like uh, if it's like yeah, yeah. it is oh yeah, john vanderslice had a big band and it, 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 he had a harpsichord you know player. yeah there you go like a tiny telephone there's a harpsichord in the lobby and Sounds it's really great. cool to fuck around with like oh like because of you know like its sense of history hey guys know, look strawberry fields forever you know it's you know like predates yeah okay cool anyway yeah yeah like I, I get the harpsichord music, but you know, like I had these records of fucking harpsichord music records. Who's looking for that? And like, I don't know, man. Like somebody was at one time, and they've pressed a lot of them. I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, this is dumb. I gotta say, the resale, reselling that's probably gonna be kind of low. I should probably keep one just to remind myself every like. Is year there one? Do I like harpsichord music? Yeah, it's no. just like like nope, no, and like and put it on, and just be like, no, I don't fucking. Either have it be the paragon of the genre, or That's have it be how I the feel one. About a lot of things. I'll do that with uh, like Neil Young. I'll put that. Oof. Dig. That's some neutron beating right there. But it's okay because you just sound like a fool when you say that. Yeah, I know. To some people, I do. But to no, a lot no, no. People, if if you wanted like... to be a troll about it, Trans would be the record, which is a fucking brilliant record, but no, it sounds that, like Kraftwerk. That record is good. And just be like, yeah, I think this is really the definitive Neil Young record. Anyway, <laughs> and then just watch to, everyone back get to bullshit. Fuck, fuck Neil Young, but uh, back to no. But, uh, but, but like, what I'm saying, are, so would the Harpsichord record be like the the paragon of the genre, the one you keep? Would be like the best one, or would it be one that has like a Harpsichord being like like Ooh, like blasting yeah, off one. Boston style into space with like boosters underneath the Harpsichord <laughs> oh, part? Like, would it be the most awesome? I don't know if there's really that kind of testosterone fueled imagery with the Harpsichord. Yeah, it'd probably just, I might choose it random. I might find, like, just a solo harpsichord music. Like, just one dude. It's like one guy, like, like, playing his like, oh, you harpsichord. caught me. I'm like, playing yeah. the harpsichord, like so, I always do. There's not a meritocracy for you. Harpsichord music records, yeah. I think I think it was something like, ah, oh, I've got too many harpsichord music records. I think that was what. I was under the impression you'd be taking a statistical approach. Um, No, I wouldn't. It's more of a, I like to shoot at random. Like some of some of the best shots uh, of come. history have shot at random. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. so it's you never know. Well, I if might, you have, I might, you know, like pick at random, listen to it in two years from now, and like say I was a fool for getting rid of all of my harps. <laughs> <laughs> That's your best case scenario or worst case scenario. Worst case scenario. God damn it! I, I, I was a fool no, for getting rid of all this harpsichord no, music. I would say that's a best case scenario, actually. <laughs> to protect you from yourself and your own love of harpsichord music. If you would like to make a preposterous harpsichord-themed album cover, you can send it to signal at can'tstopthesignal.net or signalpod. But don't send us your harpsichord music records. (laughs) (laughs) We'll not listen to them. Even if you think you have a good one, it's not really going to matter systematically in the way that this is going to be dealt with. So that's not important. Forget about that. Sure, if you send me a good one, it's probably going to the back of the pile. This one's really no one's even going to listen. Like, to if it. you really try and sell me on it, I'm really not going to listen to it. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, someone's trying to hard sell you on yeah. no man. No, this is this the is one you have the to hear. Support. Like, all right, dude. Okay, okay, bro. Can you just? Right, you got to hear Stevie Fast Fingers does the best cool. hits of the just, '80s on harpsichord. Right, you right, have cool. to hear it. Awesome. I still got to hit the the Safeway on the way home. Can I just leave this conversation now? Cool. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, it's, I'm sure. I'm, it's I'm making mahi steaks. It's really good. I'm sure it's great. You've been listening to You Can't Stop the Signal. Thanks. Things have devolved this yeah. is, rapidly. Uh, Evan Gritson over to my left. This is the hey, latest intro how's it ever. Going? Hey. Good to see you guys. Thanks for oh, joining that's right. us. You're joining us at the Sigmatast with uh, I'm TV's Kona Neutron, obviously. TV's Kona Neutron. Big fan of the musical program. I am the original Dank uh, Django. Harpsichord enthusiast Dank Django over there. Jack Lane Dank Django. 
the, 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 the original Jack Lane's Dank Django's Power Juicing presents Dank Django. In a Jacob Minois we production. Do, we do have to put the... Yeah, Minois, right? That's... <laughs> yeah, that's... Minois. Minois. sounds like Klingon. Yeah, thanks for listening. This is Survival Knife, guys. Check out uh, the Sub Pop. Actually, no, keep that long silence. I really like that. We're just like, yep, fuck this. Well, remember that show we do, guys? Yeah. Fuck that. No, I want to... You know, can we talk for another 20 minutes about let's let's just touch on real quick lemonade uh, do you think do you think <laughs> the clappers drink lemonade <laughs> clappers are some lemonade before fellas. just to help them with their vocal what i like is that we danced away from the fact there was another acapella group that had american flag sweaters like we didn't we barely that's true they wanted to talk more about the sweaters we got a little hung up on the clappers yeah. that's to our detriment so hopefully you enjoyed let our, the record reflect our interview with justin Trosper and uh, brand sandino from uh survival knife got thank you guys you guys are awesome there. yeah they're great uh, pick up that seven inch it's a ripper it is it is really good i don't good. have that seven inch i must i must get it I'm, it's good do they, I, wonder, yeah, I got it at the show you can get it from subhop subhop.com yeah, i was just wondering if they carried it to me but they might they probably me, do me just could like that i got a pretty killer t-shirt of that show that has like a kind of masonic symbol looking mm. kind of thing but it's tasteful well, you're done. into the you're into the occult well, and then reptilian shapeshifters open the show, which is totally oh, like a conspiracy up. theorist. Yeah. yeah, no, no, I know. It all fits together a little yeah, too conveniently. A little too conveniently. Mm. Anyway, you've been listening to Can't Stop the Signal. We got a, we got Thanks. a, we got a great show for you next time. With a sorry porch. about this one. I said we. I wish I could tell you that we were going to have anything other than a great show, but it's not going to happen. They're, they're all, all going to be fucking great. So. Yeah. Go, Let's man. be real. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Here's some unwound. This is uh, below the salt. Don't worry, it's ten minutes long.
going to say, what is the letters this guy that claps? Well, maybe they were the clappers. Maybe that's what the band was called, clappers. But they clap like, like they do like, I love you, you love me too, da, 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 da. Like, uh, it was bizarre. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. They clapped along. Uh, Let's take music. this on the road. This is so good. We're going <laughs> to do and shows this on other towns. <laughs> they were into in it. other towns indeed, yeah. Yeah, they were into it.